Welcome to the One Step to Life podcast, a podcast for those living with chronic pain and the people who love them. Honest talk for people living with persistent pain, chronic and complex illness, long-term COVID, or other complex medical conditions. Keeping What's Good About This Crazy Year by Nancy Darling First published April 12, 2021 This year of COVID has been a year of loss. Loved ones, first dates and coffee with old friends, shared worship, beach parties, from the profound to the trivial. For many who live with complex illnesses or who struggle to get out of the house and make it to school or work, it's also been a time of revelation and maybe of anger. I know for me, I was angry. My son had barely made it through high school because it was so hard for him to hit that door at 8.15 and go from class to class to class until 2.20. His principal and teachers were awesome. They could not have been more accommodating. He struggled like a champ. But the schedule of those classes and the schedule of his migraines were just not a match made in heaven. I keep thinking there must be a way for him to have a more flexible schedule, to be there in person when he could and get an education when he couldn't face the lights and the noise. There's nothing like a high school full of kids moving around to really understand noise and sensory overload. Well, it turns out that there was. We've experienced it this year in Zoom. He's taking college classes now and it turns out remote learning on a schedule works just fine because he can work 40 hours a week. Just not the same at eight hours every day. It's the regularity, the prediction that is impossible. So let's talk about keeping what's good. As vaccines become available and the world is open and back up, all of us should be thinking about what we wanna keep from this long, strange trip and what we wanna leave behind. Puppies, yes. Eight hours of Zoom, I'm not so sure. So. I'm going to recommend an exercise I've recommended in the past, the five-minute reflection. I do it myself at least every quarter, and I noticed the last time I wrote about it was on New Year's Year's Eve. It's almost traditional tax day in the U.S. The first quarter is over, so it's time to do it again. So here's the exercise. You start with a piece of paper, fold it in four, or you can do it in your journal, draw a line across two pages so you have four quadrants. In each of those quadrants, write one of these four things. What's working? What's not working? What should I do more of? What should I do less of? Pretty basic. Um, I find this really helpful. Now, you want to go across and just start dumping little tiny things like, oh, soup works really well for dinner, or really profound things. I need to stop feeling guilty about the fact that I can't magically fix my son. But just walk through those four quadrants, just dumping out different ideas. Now, I usually do this every quarter, just in general, but this time I suggest reflecting on the changes the pandemic has wrought. What is new that we will miss? And what is it that we want to keep going forward? So do we want to keep home cooking? Do we want to keep lunchtime walks? 
Do we want to keep time with each other, even when we drive each other nuts? Now, there are home and family changes that immediately may spring to mind, but I would urge you to consider changes in institutions that you want to stay in your life. So, flexible school attendance, working from home, minimal travel, flexible hours, shopping delivery. That is such a godsend for people who have limited mobility or have problems with sensory issues. Masking on the bus during flu season. Just a thought, I have not missed the cult. For many people with limited mobility or who have pain or dizziness or nausea that spike and made it hard to keep a regular schedule, having work, school or paid, depend on product rather than hours has made a huge difference in their lives. For caregivers, the flexibility to stay home with a child in pain may have helped both you and your child. I know many parents hesitate to leave a child home when they're sick and they're left with a choice between home and work. Parents of older children and teens can get into even more of a bind. So you get into this issue. Is it better to drop your child at school knowing that they might call you and you're going to have to come pick them up and leave work? Or is it better to let them stay home all day so that you can work uninterrupted? There are so many difficult decisions. So, maybe we can't have it all, but maybe we can have more than we have now. If this last year has shown us nothing else, it has shown us that we can get a lot more work and schooling done under flexible conditions than we've been told was possible. So go through your exercise. Think about what you want to keep and what you'd be happy to give up and fight for what you want. Lots of us have not yet come back to school or work in person. This is a good time to begin negotiations. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast and check out our website at onesteptolife.com. That's number one, step number two, life.com. I also invite you to look at our app. You can find us on the App Store or on Google Play. Thanks for listening. Bye.